Welcome, dear listener. I hope that you are going to really enjoy these episodes of being radically honest. And in the spirit of being radically honest, we need to fess up. So here's the thing. We started this out calling it radical honesty, but it turns out there's somebody already out there using the term and even trademark the term radical honesty. So from here on in, we are going to refer to this as radically honest instead. Enjoy the episode. All right, welcome back for another Radical Honesty Real Talks with Gaia and Dana. Today, we have a special little treat for you. We're going to have a debate on cats versus dogs, but stay tuned for that. First, let's kick it off. My name is Dana Ferrant. I am your co-host with the lovely Gaia. I am a former dominatrix, high priestess, seven-figure CEO, and I help successful business owners to get their head out of their ass so they can get on with scaling, (laughs) ditching the fucking grind. Gaia, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do a lot of things, but today I want to focus on um, really stepping into my high priestess energy as well as the educator and BDSM goddess that I am as well as trauma healing. So if you want to find me, we'll talk more about the ways that you can hang out with me later. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to do the cats versus dogs first. Or are we going to? Sure. Let's it? just, you're, you're going Decided. down. You're going oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so radical honesty doesn't just show up in like the big things, but there's also these little things, right? Cats yeah. versus dogs. If you're actually like, get together with somebody, think about living with them. If I like cats and you like dogs, we got a problem unless those cats and dogs get along. Exactly. And if yeah. you only like one of them, then there's also a problem because the cats <laughs> and the dogs can get along, but maybe the owners aren't very fond of the other. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this started because, because uh, somebody had prompted us to get a little bit more into our personal life. Who are we? And, um, and then Gaia and I were talking on the phone and she said, you know, you're the crazy cat lady. I'm like, no, no, no. I have crazy cats. I am not the crazy cat lady. There is a difference. And just because I talk to my cats does not make me crazy. It means that I have distinct, uh, what was the word? Gifts in the way of animal communication. Hmm. So. So yes, we started that. That's where it started. That's where it started. started. (laughs) It started with, I was like, you're, you know, like, what would we want to share with people? I'm like, like, you're a crazy cat lady. And so that started (laughs) that process. And then what was really fascinating is we know each other really, really well. And yet we don't apparently. So (laughs) she's like, well, you're a dog person and I don't really like dogs. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love cats and dogs. And she's like, well, at least you're not a snake person. I'm very much a reptile person. So I'm team animal. I'm animal friendly and animal lover. Apparently I'm an animal snob. (laughs) (laughs) It's cats and purse dogs, which, right. Which was really fascinating because Dana then said that she was into purse dogs. And I was like, oh, we can't be friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if I didn't have crazy cats that I take out for well one t- I go out for a walk with she's 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 quite crazy uh and the neighbors it cracks them all up they're like is are you walking with your cat and I'm like well actually she's walking me but don't tell her because <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to her head <laughs> it's true 
It's true. It is very true. It's very true. So I love dogs. I also love cats. I'm, but my dog preference is huge dogs. I want a dog that I can wrestle with and that I can body slam. I don't want a dog that I'm going to potentially break. If they're the size of a cat, then I choose cat. <laughs> I want a dog because I want a dog. I want a cat like a cat. It's like my sexuality, actually. It's like I, I know. I was thinking I'm that when you started it. Yeah. <laughs> when you like, started, it was like I like my dogs big. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Euphemism. <laughs> yeah. She's like my, I like my men, manly man, big, burly mm-hmm. men, construction workers. Mm, delicious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like my women very feminine and very feminine and womanly and goddess-like. So yeah. We all have preferences. We all have preferences and <laughs> preferences are okay. Yeah, they are. But let's lead this into why this conversation and weaving that into the radical honesty piece around our friendship. I think that's that, like, I think that's really important that we talk about everything and we aren't offended or hurt that the other person can say anything. So for example, when you were like, I'm you know, I like purse cat like dogs. And I was like, (laughs) Whoa, we can't be friends. We laughed about it and you weren't, you didn't take offense. And the truth is that I love you unconditionally, whether you like cat dogs or not and vice versa. Slipper dogs. Slipper dogs. (laughs) Slipper dogs, purse dogs. Yes. All of that. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is that the more that we dive into this movement of radical honesty, there is that space to open up, to be able to accept people unconditionally and to have the humor come in. So, you know, I I am quite repulsed by snakes. Like that's just not, you know, I've gotten to a place where I'm like, I'm not going to run out of the room screaming. Uh, yay. (laughs) Yay. But I'm not about to pick one up and let it wrap itself around me. That's we're not quite at that level. Mm -hmm. Not sure I ever will be. Um, but I don't have to, you don't have to feel bad because I'm like, ew, about snakes and you really like snakes. Mm-hmm. And I know this is a small thing, but this translates, I think it translates into everything. It does. We're making space for the other person to have their likes or dislikes. And it's a matter of, you know, is there enough that lines up to have whatever variation of relationship you have, whether it's a friendship or a sexual relationship or, you know, a marriage, there needs to be that ability to you know, to communicate and have space for the other person and accept them period. And, and that's, part, and I think that's the biggest part of it is to be able to be like, to accept them in their, all of their quirks of who they are, yeah. whether we agree or disagree is irrelevant, but can I respect you enough to be like, that's your thing. That's what makes you who you are. And this is what makes me who I am. And we can still find common ground between us. And I don't need to make you feel okay. And you don't need to make me feel okay. Like I'm not responsible for how you feel. You're not responsible for how I'm feeling. And Mm -hmm. I think that's that beautiful piece about radical honesty in that practice is about I'm going to own my stuff and I'm going to allow the other person to own their stuff. And I'm not showing up 
to, you know, manipulate or, you know, show up in the situation so that you get, give me the response I need. And you're not doing the same thing to me. You're being mm -hmm. who you are saying what you are, who you are, what you want, sharing honestly about yourself. And you give me the same space to do the same thing. Yeah. And, and that's really what deepens every relationship, including our relationships with ourselves. I find that the more I'm able to be honest with other people, the more I'm able to be honest with myself. Stop your laughing. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> I'm laughing mostly at myself at the moment. About oh, okay. The joys of being honest with oneself is not always so much fun. So <laughs> it's not always fun. But no, this was actually not about you, Dania. It was oh, not about you. Oh, I'm, I'm so hurt. <laughs> There goes my ego. Seriously, Gaia. All right, <laughs> carry, on. carry on. <laughs> there are times when it's like, lie to me, you know. <laughs> Not on our radical honesty show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm being radically honest. I'd like you to lie to me. <laughs> no, no, that can happen. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. I've completely lost all the train of thought of the things that I, I wanted to bring up on this. So was there something on your agenda that you, you wanted to bring up today? No, you were like, I got this. And so I'm like, <laughs> all right. I'm like, carry on then. <laughs> Actually, it's like, I'm just following your lead. I'm like, like oh, okay. wherever you're leading, I'm just following today. I'm like not taking any leadership role in this interaction at all. Because <laughs> that's what you asked for. <laughs> careful what you ask for right <laughs> okay so um so let's dive into you know how has radical honesty shown up for you this week um I'll, do you have something off the top no, of your head no. okay <laughs> like no not, not touching it not touching it <laughs> so I think for me it's um you know my exploration into the dating world has mm. been very interesting and, you know, it's like each time I'm going through the, you know, the, the screening process and we both up against something that's like a hard no for me. Mm -hmm. um, there's been, you know, this is the piece about me getting honest for me is that, you know, no, that behavior doesn't work for me. It might be just fine for other people. So let me give a mild example. So um, the fellow who was, was texting, he had, like, he just, he, we were texting, we were going to, you know, get together. And I texted him on Monday, nothing. Tuesday, a little hello, nothing. Wednesday, nothing. So we were supposed to get together on Saturday. And so Thursday morning, I just, you know, my head was just all in this funky space and I was getting frustrated and not being, you know, feeling like I don't matter, even though that is probably not the truth, but it was just like that communication style isn't good for me mm -hmm. because then my head goes to crazy places. And for me, I need to be able to trust the other person. And part of trust is communication. And, you know, the more you and I have been working on these kind of standards, the less I'm accepting of <laughs> less than that. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was just a really like a beautiful space for me to lean in and say, I'm canceling on Saturday. And I probably should have said it's because our communication styles don't line up, but I at least said I'm canceling. And I took charge of it rather than waiting, waiting to see which would have been an old pattern for me. Yeah. And granted, it's like, I just want to say for anybody listening that it's not 
the easiest thing in the moment. Sounds really easy when I'm talking about it now, but it wasn't. And at the same time. So here I want to ask a pro. I'm going to ask a pro question. I know I said I wasn't going to take charge, but I lied. So (laughs) I can't resist. I can't resist. I just can't. can't. So uh, why is it hard? Like, why was it, is it difficult in that moment to say that? Um, God damn it. So now we got to like disclose a little bit more. Um, <laughs> Sorry. She said, fuck you. Just for the clarification. <laughs> in case you're like, there was a weird silence. That's what that was. <laughs> okay. So this person, uh, we were exploring the possibility of kind of getting into the kink and the Dom side of it. And there was definitely, uh, some aspects of the pieces that got, caused me to drop into surrender and submissive places. And so it was hard because in that, like when I ignite that submissive side, then there's also a component where my overlap is I'm not allowed to ask for what I want. I got to take what I can get. And then of course, there's like also the overlay of like, well, there's not a lot of doms out there. And so maybe I should take what I've got. And, you know, he's kind of cute and, you know, otherwise it's good. Like all of those pieces lead to the layers of, oh, you know, doubting. And then even, you know, even after I said, no, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have, oh, maybe I should text him again. I did not. I did not text him. You did not. Yay. (laughs) I did not. I thought it, but I did not do it. (laughs) That is the win. Um, But yeah, it's, it's all of those fears, concerns, you know, feeling like, oh, there won't be another. And yet, and yet I know, I know every time that when I let myself say no to what is not a great fit, whether it's personal or business, when I say no, then something better drops in. Yes. Every time. Every time. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for swearing at me. Thanks for answering the question. (laughs) Going a little bit deeper. Bitch. Okay. (laughs) So hot seat over to you. (laughs) What's been your piece? So, uh, there's lots of stuff around craziness that it's been going on in my world over the last, uh, well, it seems like for the last ever, <laughs> lots crazy, but, um, I've been doing a lot of rewiring, reworking self-acceptance, like some major rewiring of letting go of, you know, old behaviors around being a drama junkie and all those kinds of things. But I don't want to share any of that. Stuff. Um, what I want to share <laughs> Didn't you just start? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all you're getting from me. That's, that's okay. all, the, that's all right. We're, the we're... Details that you're getting about that for right now. Maybe <laughs> next episode, I'll give you some more. <laughs> anyways, what okay. I want to talk about though, is me setting up a course correction in the drama sequence. So, and radically being honest and then communicating it. So, and, and, and dissecting a little bit of, so I've hired somebody to up my podcasting game and he's been dropping into all these places of that are like, and I'm going to call it the cult of business. And so everybody who's 
I don't want to offend anybody, but when I talk about the call to business, I am talking about, this is how you do it. Here's your sales funnels. Here's your marketing strategies. Here's the things. And for some people that works really well for me, it is horrible. It doesn't work on any level. The more I drop into that call to business, the less things work for me. For me, it's all about being in the flow with myself and the universe and my intuition and all of those things. And so we, I do things from a business perspective that seems outside, very wishy-washy, fluid, bliss bunny-ish. You're like, what the fuck? How do you even make any money? <laughs> so... So when you have somebody come in who's business and sales oriented and they're like, okay, what systems do you have in this place? When you do for this, what do you do? I'm like, nah, no, I don't do any of that stuff. And so what I found was that part of me made myself wrong. And, and in the making the wrong, if the first piece came in was I felt wrong about that, that, that the fact that the universe has told me over and over and over and over again, just surrender and listen. Don't create a system. Do not drop into a system. If you do, shit's going to go sideways. And being a control freak, as I am, having a system really makes me feel safe, makes me feel comfortable, makes me feel all these beautiful feelings, which is why I'm not allowed to have any of those things because I'm supposed to be learning to surrender <laughs> and be comfortable in the surrender. <laughs> so the part uh, of the radical honesty piece was first I had to look at, okay, well, I'm getting into the whole making him wrong. So that was the first part. Like I was like, he's wrong. He should know better. I already told him this. What's going on? And then I was like, whoa, okay, stop. Now, then I had to look at the next layer of that. Where is my shit in this? Oh, that's because I really want to be able to say yes. And I really want to be able to have a system. And I really want, that's, that's like a perfect idea. I know logically that totally makes sense, but I have to say no because it won't work. And so then I had, then, so where the drama hook kept coming in is that then I was now, okay, now I'm wrong. And so now I get to be in this emotional distress place and creating my drama and which then creates a fix. And then I get my fix from, so I had to course correct again. And what I did was I just sat down and instead of making him wrong and making me wrong was like, what is it that I need? Take a moment ask the universe, because that's really why I'm supposed to do what I do, is to be in the flow with the universe. That's my business flow, is literally the flow. So take a moment, take a breath. Don't make yourself wrong. Don't make anybody else wrong. What is it that you need? And then write a concrete plan based on what the universe says is what you need. And then you can give that over. And so I did. So I sat down, I channeled with the universe. I got all the things that are going to work that I wrote it in a thing. And then I, in the email said, and this is the plan. There's no deviating from the plan. This is the plan from above. <laughs> so shall I be. It doesn't make, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why we have to do it this way, but this is how we have to do it. And if we're going to work together, you got to be cool with that. 
And if you aren't, that's okay. But anybody who's on my business team has to be okay with that. I'm not even okay with it. So I understand others are going to be okay with it, but we all have to be okay with it if you're going to be on the team. <laughs> I can't hear you. You muted yourself. Yes, I did. I was kind of uh, making some noise. So I, I thought there were rude noises and I muted myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently got caught. <laughs> It's okay to fart on a podcast. <laughs> uh, no, no, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> you have to have the lines. There's that's a, I think that's a hard limit. That's a hard no for me. Okay, well, good to know about you. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to weigh in any of that cult business stuff? Because I know that some of that's very familiar. No, I don't have that issue. <laughs> Just massively. Yes, uh, I totally relate. I, it's, it is the same. Like I so desperately, like I get it. I get the systems. I get, I can see, you know, the logic of it. I mean, my, my system's brain is like, yes, yeah. that's awesome. The funnel and it'll go here and here's all the automated sequences and this will do this and this will do this and the people can just sign up and da, 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 da. Yeah. And exactly fuck all right <laughs> fuck all because that's not that is not how it works I mean how how things show up are very strange like me getting clients from my dating apps <laughs> yeah yep I'm clients and book sales are coming in <laughs> because people are googling me through my dating app uh, it's very it's like a little strange feels kind of weird feels a little stalkerish but uh it's background. They're doing background checks. Right. Um, but yeah, it's me showing up wherever I'm prompted to go. So go to a workshop, find clients, go do something else. If I'm involved with something that somebody's doing, that's where I meet people or ideally speaking on stage, that's a great place for yeah. me, but systems funnels, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Same with me. Does doesn't work. The universe tells me where I need to be, who I need to be, who I need to have a conversation with. For me, a lot of it's about relationship building. Like, it's just like, okay, you got to go reach out to this person and you haven't talked to this person in a while. And, you know, yeah. and it's, again, it's just prompt to, you know? Um, and the funny thing about my business is that typically people spend a lot of time watching and observing me for lack of a better way of putting it in my natural <laughs> habitat. <laughs> like I'm in a zoo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you belong in a zoo, but that's, that's another true. story. Right, that's a different story <laughs> and a different podcast. Um, but there's a whole piece around establishing safety and trust because of the nature of what I do. Yes. And so that kind of goes across all areas of my life, whether it's business around sexuality, whether it's people that want to be my friend, because I'm very, I come with a content warning, you know, you never know what I'm going to be up to or what I'm going to talk about. Or so it's like people spend a lot of time watching and observing me before they establish whether or not they're ready to hang out in my space or they feel safe to hang out in my space. And once they do, it's this beautiful connection but mm -hmm. they need space to watch 
and figure me out and figure out how to navigate with me first before people jump in, which. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, that's, I think that's really great advice for anybody researching for any kind of, you know, coach, therapist, whatever that you're going to be interacting with. Um, Too often we can get, pardon me, hooked into, you know, the marketing, the slick marketing, or, you know, you go to one of those three-day free events and then, you know, they've got the big pitch and you're like, oh, this sounds great. Meanwhile, it's just a matter that you've been fatigued for three days. And so your defenses are down, but I think switching things over to this place of, you know, follow the person, do they show up the same everywhere? Are they authentic? Um, Are they walking their talk? You know, what, what's really going on and start to look for, is there any crazy in there? Right. Cause I think if we actually research the people that we were going to work with heavily, yeah, like really heavily, um, we would make different decisions about who we invest in and who we don't and really looking at what it is that we need from them. Anyway. Yes. Okay. Other we, that's Just a whole other, a whole other. Episode. Right. All right. So let's come back to our radical honesty. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, Jack. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> okay. So radical honesty. What is it? Let's just do a, this is the one thing I think in every one of our episodes, we talk about radical honesty and all the ways to show up, but I feel like we should have a concise I think statement. we have defined it. I really do. I think I forget what it is, but I have, to, <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back and listen to some episodes or maybe the listeners can like email us of what you've heard. Um, so my succinct as succinct as we can get with at this moment um radical honesty is hmm i think did you have something maybe i should let you because it's it's still formulating okay so i would say for me radical honesty is the practice of listening to the truth underneath your comfort filters <laughs> basically there's there's like layers of truth Mm. and each one of those layers of truth are a filter and those filters are to make us feel safe or comfortable uh, make us feel like we're in control (laughs) It, it, it creates a narrative that supports basically our feeling of safety and I feel like Radical honesty allows you to see the filters and to see what the next and what's underneath it so that you can get to the real core of it, which then allows you to course correct the rest of the filtering process to see whether or not that filtering system is actually working for you in your life. I, that would be, I would say is how I would define it. That's great. That's great. And then, <clears throat> so I guess we need to flip this because that is now it's like, okay, so then where that shows up or how that affects us is that um, we can step out of and sidestep a lot of drama, a lot of complications, a lot of bullshit in our lives when we move in a way of radical honesty. Because you look at, like, take a moment to think about all the things that have ever gone fucking crazy ass sideways. <laughs> and, you know, and yet you, you back it up and you say, okay, was there a moment in which I needed to be truthful and I wasn't, and that would have changed everything dynamically. I will be willing to bet that if, if people, you know, if you're really willing to look at that and, and get honest with yourself, that there is, there is that moment. And I, I really stick to this, that 
the majority of problems between people, between business colleagues, between whatever, it comes down to this piece of there's something that they're not able to be honest about, whether that's just a, hey, here's the story I've got going on in my head, as Brene Brown says, or whether it's a matter of like, uh, you know, I really, you know, if you're sitting beside a co- coworker and it's like, would you please stop smacking the stapler, right? Like that's driving me crazy, like something, right? But if you're not saying it, then it builds up and it creates problems. So to me, radical honesty is the foundation of having a happy life, yes. contentment, contentment, right? So it's not yeah. like totally like bliss buddy, but having a contented life because you can move freely and with more ease, breathe deeper, all of those good things. I would agree. All right. Go to right. go. Look at us go. Woo-hoo. And <laughs> and then of course the special invitation <laughs> yes. to come and join Gaia and I for a weekend of fun, frolic and radical honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, frolic as far as radical honesty goes. Um, <laughs> All right. Not the other kind and of frolic. Not the other kind of frolic. Not the other kind. Not, I know. I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> a different retreat. Different retreat, different price points. <laughs> um, so. so, yes, to frolic, not fuck. Okay. So there, that's just a better there we way go. to put, put it. Okay. See? Radical honesty in, in, in action. Uh, what do we got? April 22nd to 24th yep. in Toronto. And we're going to be dropping people into this wonderful experiential uh, process so that you really embody what does it feel like to move with radical honesty? How do you, you know, get that tools inside of you, comfort with it, and in a safe container that lets you really develop the muscles? And why do you feel that we can support them through that? Like, why do they want to come hang out with awesome. us? <laughs> well, yes, Duh. we do. Totally. Totally. Not just that. Not just that. I mean, you know, you and I have been um, working on it in our own, in our relationship, our friendship, uh, and then our relationships outside of this. You know, we've both been pretty dedicated to honesty in all aspects of our life and business, um, as much as what's appropriate, right? Sometimes it's not appropriate to share things. Um, But seeing how that has, has transformed our relationship, excuse me, I get like that. (laughs) <laughs> breakfast is repeating. It's all good. Um, and then I think the other big thing about you and I is that we both have uh, a huge amount of training and background in trauma. Yes. Trauma healing. And so we understand and know how to work with people who are in the midst of being triggered, bringing them back out of it in, in a way that is, you know, effective and gentle. So we have mad skills to help people in this area. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted you, you know, to, just for us to take a moment to showcase that. Yeah. <laughs> so. You just wanted your ego stroked. <laughs> Always. Right? <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> That's that why I'm a you? dominatrix. People pay to, to stroke my ego. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So uh, the details of how to join us and it's a, you know, again, it's going to be a very intimate, it's going to be a mm-hmm. small group. It's a mm-hmm. very experiential weekend. Um, the show in the show notes will be the link to how to register and uh, get your, sp- your spot. So how yes. can people spend time uh, with you, Dana? Uh, I would invite people to connect with me on LinkedIn. 
So oh, hold on. I need to preface that. How can people professionally spend time with you? Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. So the lovely professional LinkedIn, the most boring party on the planet where the coolest people hang out. <laughs> uh, so Dana Ferrant. And then, uh, you know, it's really easy to Google me, which is spelled P-H-A-R-A-N-T. Beautiful. Ta-da. And to spend more time with me in a professional capacity, <laughs> you, the hub to all things that are that I do in the world is uh, GaiaMorissette.com. That's the best way that you enter into the world of Gaia and you can go to the rooms that feel comfortable for you and safe for you to be in. <laughs> all right. Anything nice. else we want to leave our audience with before we go? Uh, I would say, you know, to go out there and start dabbling with your own radical honesty, experiment with it, try Mm -hmm. it on for size. And then, you know, when you, when you get stuck, you can call us, but, uh, until then to see if you can ramp it up just a little bit more today. I love it. And stay tuned for, uh, onesies in public. Oh God. (laughs) I believe you're going to go there. <laughs> Review. Catch us next time. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>